Hello and good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, we are live, we are worldwide. My name is Travis, this is Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. Thank my sponsors here in a minute, but without them, this wouldn't happen. Thank you very much to Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and Sean Schubert of Red Seal Martial Arts. Thank you. So this is number 198. Today is July 9th, and I have a special guest with a bunch of firsts. Yes, even after almost 200 podcast shows, there's still a lot of firsts. First, I'm talking to a um, female Naval Corpsman veteran, which is a first for me. I'm talking to a Marine wife, which is a first for me. But I'm talking to a Naval Corpsman veteran, Marine wife, Marine wife of a drill instructor, Sarah Fossa of Seven's Grace. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'll tell you what, folks, before we hit the record button, I mean, she was off the rails. It was really great. So I'm really excited to talk to her. Um, we, we kind of met, ladies and gentlemen, through uh, one of our favorites, uh, Coach Danielle Rocco of Devoted to a Soldier. And uh, Sarah, how it came for me is I was watching the show and I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. You know how she's done all that. It's a really you know, great way Danielle talks to people. And after the show, Danielle's like, you can talk to her and check out her cups now. And as you know, Sarah, when Danielle speaks, you got to listen, right? Yes. <laughs> so we got the cup. I'll show people the cup in a second. But really, I mean, you're a naval corpsman. And I have to ask the question. I've got to ask the question, Sarah. I have been told that all my medical needs about my body working right and being fixed comes down to three variables. A gallon of water a day, clean socks, and 800 milligrams of ibuprofen every four hours. If you have those three things, you can survive almost anything. Is that the... Is that the truth? True. So why why is that? Why do you Corman preach that so much? <laughs> well, to be honest, you know, you've got water. You have to stay hydrated. True. Which is essential. Number two, uh, the Motrin. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory, and military is always on the move. And so the whole idea of anti-inflammatory, you need that to, you know, keep moving even when you're in pain. And then socks. Do you know how ineffective you're going to be in the field if you've got raunchy feet? I mean, raunchy feet leads to fungus feet, which leads to, I'm getting grossed out just by talking about feet. But you so, have to have clean socks so you can take care of your feet and you can do, and you can be the most effective that you can be in whatever job you're in. So what i didn't hear was like going to the doctor regularly so are you saying like I, I i had an eight year stretch of not going to the doctor was was that a good idea for me because i was going for 10 and there was some divine intervention to, you know so so is is going to the doctor regularly a, a good thing or can i get away well, with 10 years next time first of all i need to speak to whoever gave you that came to jesus moment so i can thank that person um <laughs> you don't even know me you're gonna thank him <laughs> Second, no, medical, you have to go to medical. You have to because you have to look at the bigger picture. The bigger what's, picture. What's the bigger picture, Sarah? The bigger picture. 
answer is in 20 or 30 years when you're going to try to, you know, retire or collect any kind of disability, that's not going to happen if you don't go to medical because there's no tracking record. There's no record of any injuries or, or anything. So how are they supposed to give you the compensation that you so rightfully deserve if they don't know anything about it? Won't they just like be able to look at my broken body and say, okay, yeah, you kind of got messed up? Well, they can say, yeah, you're kind of messed up, but I'm so sorry. That could have happened outside of your service. Uh, oh, but I'm out of the service now. See, this, this stretch happened outside of the service. Well, then you still need to go to medical because at some point you're still going to apply for some kind of compensation or medical insurance, you know, that is not VA, but any, any of those insurance companies still need to know a record of, you know, showing a trend. Just suck it folks, up and go to the folks. She's not buying what I'm selling here. I don't know what to tell you. No. I, I, because <laughs> see, I go, I go to medical, uh, I go to the doctor, uh, and, and you know, these nurses got ticked. I'll tell you the story. They got mad that I hadn't been in eight years. I mean, I mean, like they got they got biblical, right? I'm getting a, a talking to. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm a patient here. I'm, I mean, I don't even want to be here. So they take my blood pressure. It's like you know, 108, 110 over 70. It was one. I remember it was 110 over 67. And the nurse checked it again because she's like, wait a minute. You are in. That's fantastic. Yeah. She's like. Took my heart rate. She's like, called her nurse practitioner in, the doctor. They're like, you're like a picture of health. Cholesterol of like, you know, 198. Like, okay, they kind of griped about that. But like everything else was like nominal. So I'm like, hey, I can go for 10 years next time. Yeah, wrong thing to say. So you've dealt with with Marines being Marines for a while then, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked on any army dogs or sailors or other sailors or air force guys? I mean, Navy sailors. Yeah. I've had very little interaction with, with army or air force, but um, even Navy, even, even Navy corpsmen are stubborn about it. You know, it, so they know. well, they should know better, but they're like, Oh, I'll, I'll just, I'll go next time. I'll go next time. And they keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then, Next thing they know, they're trying to fill out all this paperwork because they're getting out of the military and they want to claim, you know, back pain or, you know, tons of ankle sprains, <laughs> my husband, um, and there's no record of any of it. And so what are they, what's the VA going to do? Nothing. <laughs> this is not going the way I want it to go, folks, but okay, I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'm going to try to adjust. I'm going to try to adjust. So, I'm at, this is me looking out for you. Oh. I know. Thank you. I can't wait to tell Danny that, you know what? I started talking to Sarah, and five minutes later, she was thanking the sweet baby Jesus that I was I was okay. That makes me feel good. <laughs> so, you know, you deal with Marines. And what is that like, though? Besides us not wanting to go to the doctor, overall, what's it like dealing with Marines as a full-time job and we'll throw in as a bonus, you're female too. You got to deal with all that as well. What's, what's that like on a, on an average day for you when you were in? Very frustrating. Um, 
Okay, so let me, it's not so much frustrating for the, the Marine or sailor themselves, right? It's more, so let me give you the example of Marines that uh, have some kind of sprain or strain, right? And they, they go to medical like they're supposed to. And the doctor says, you need physical therapy, you know, three times a week for six weeks. That seems like a pretty average thing for a, a really bad ankle sprain, right? So the Marine's like, okay, I get out of work. Cool. But the chain of command is like, you don't need physical therapy. You're fine. And then they don't go. And then they get yeah. another sprain. And then it's an even worse sprain because they didn't get the appropriate treatment the first time. So it's not so much working with the Marines and the sailors that get injured. It's trying to get their chain of command to understand that they actually need this for them to be 100% effective at their job. That's what's frustrating. So what you're saying is that deep down, officers really don't care about us is what you're saying. No, definitely not saying that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was just... Because that sounds like, because I had that, you know, experience uh, where, where, where um, a platoon commander thought I was sandbagging one time after a motorcycle accident. He didn't, he, he thought I, I should come back in five days instead of the two weeks the doctor said, and it was a bad experience. So well, I, I, here's what the, the chain of, the chain of command, not necessarily officers. It could be, you know, it's E, E9s with, you know, all the respect in the world they've been around. And so I'm not knocking that, but. They're not a doctor. They're not. They don't have a degree that, that gives them the right to tell somebody what kind of health treatment that they need. That is the doctor's job. And so when Marines injure themselves over and over and over again, and then are continually told by their chain of command, they don't, you know, our mission is more important right now. Well, your mission is not going to do anything if all your Marines are broken. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, fault you there. I mean, and, and, and certainly, and, and certainly I am not saying that officers don't care. It's just the perception sometimes just enlisted and definitely first sergeants. I'm not so sure about master guns seem to care in my experience. First sergeants. I'm not so sure about sergeant majors. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but I'm like, Hey, it's just uh, my experience, but, Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So the actual giving us the shots didn't really bother you. Hit, hit, no, you know, was... What? Oh. <laughs> that was easy, huh? Just stick us in, you know, you're done. That was actually, <laughs> you seem to enjoy that a whole lot. Oh my God. I knew it. I knew it. We, you know, they, all the corpsmen do. Don't let any of them tell you that, that putting Marines through the tiniest little bit of anxiety, you know, is not, is not enjoyable because it absolutely is. I knew it. I knew it. So you do that, right? You, 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 you tape us up, you fix us up, you put a, you know, bandaid on our alleys and send us back into the field or back into the, you know, wherever we're doing and you do that. And then you, you, you separate. Did you, did you want to make a career in the Navy or was it just time for you to do something else? Well, at the time, um, you know, I had been in long enough to, to get to use the GI Bill. Um, I had begged to deploy numerous times before I got out, and I just, 
it kept on, you know, somebody else would, would be on the list. And I ne was never able to, I went to Guantanamo Bay, uh, Cuba on a deployment. Um, but that was for a very short amount of time and I didn't really get to experience a whole lot. But, um, when I had my first daughter, I was like, I, all this time I just wanted to deploy and, you know, send me out, send me out. And I had my daughter and I was like, I have no desire to leave anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did my time and I, I got out and went to college. Oh, nice. Now you're married to a Marine and, and did you meet him in the service or after your service? After. Okay. So wait a minute. Now I just always ask, you know, uh, you know, Marines wives, this, especially ones who serve in the military, you know, you know what you're getting into, right? And you just still said, I do. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So when we got together, I said, I don't, this is not the life I want. I was like, I've lived it. I have an ex-husband that can test that I've lived it. Um, and so he, and he was actually in agreement. He's like, I'm just doing it. Cause he had a really rough first couple of years in the Marine Corps. And I think every Marine does. And so he was like, you know, F this, I'm getting out. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. I think what happened to him and ends up happening to a lot of Marines where they just, they don't know what their plan is. They don't have, you know, plan for the backup or what's going to happen. So they just sign another uh, paper for a longer amount of time. And once he signed that first, the, his first uh, reenlistment package, the Marine Corps decided, Oh yeah, cool. You're going to Japan for two years unaccompanied. Wow. Talking about the test for the marriage right up front. Yeah. 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 So he, he deployed, um, you know, about a year after we were dating, uh, he deployed and then we got married a couple months after he got back, um, went to reenlist and he actually got three years accompanied to Japan. And I was like, no, 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 because, um, you know, I have two children and I didn't want to go through the battle of fighting and taking them away from their dad, you know? Um, and so I was like, it's just better every way around. If I just stay here, you know, the girls can, can have their mom and their dad and, you know, we will, we will be fine. <laughs> so, so you, you get out, you meet this Marine, you marry him. The first thing is he's gone for two years. That doesn't test the marriage at all, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and then, so, you know, you're on billet in a place I'm actually very familiar with. Because I went to boot camp in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And um, what's your thoughts on that? Because I, I, I hear all the time from the Paris Island guys that San Diego's a cakewalk. And I tell them, no, San Diego was three months of mental torture watching those planes take off. So I, the I have a unique experience with that, too. Because while my husband was in Japan for two years, I lived on Paris Island. Or I cool. lived right of Paris Island. So oh. all of my neighbors were drill instructors. Um, I worked at the Naval Hospital there. So I, you know, I, I saw it every day. It is like night and day, um, the differences between Paris Island and MCRD San Diego. Um, but neither, I don't think either one of one is easier than the other. They just, I think because of, you know, um, 
demographics and, and everything. You, they, they have the mountains here and they have swamps there. You know, it's just a different way of training. But I, I heard a lot about like um, Hollywood DIs, you know, and how they think that they're movie stars when they become a DI on the depot here. And um, I, can, I can say that that is just, it's not true. It really isn't. But um, I was surprised that I, I was warned a lot. They're like, you know, once you become a DIY, it's it's just a shit show and nobody is supportive and nobody cares about family. Um, I have seen the complete opposite uh, oh, nice. here at MCRD. Like they, they ask how I'm doing. They, oh, wow. um, you know, they've said multiple times if there's something going on at home and, you know, it keeps the drill instructors from being able to focus on their job and they want them to focus on their job. So they'll, they, if they need to take care of something, they take care of it. Um, so it's actually been, it's been really good. Awesome. So I had some drill instructors who were married and, you know, one time uh, one of them said, you know, my wife is, my wife is not happy that you recruits. You didn't quite say it like that. Aren't getting the job done and messing me up. So uh, we got to feel his wife's displeasure uh, very intimately. So I'm just curious because we all asked this question and, and the, in the, in the DIs we met in the fleet never told us the real deal. Is there an off switch when your husband comes home or is it, is he in DI mode all the time? And I have to think knowing some wives, like I know him that the switch has to get turned off or else. There, there is a switch. Um, he does, he is able to turn it off. Um, and that's because I told him that it was a priority for him to turn it off because I'm not a recruit. My kids are not recruits and he's not going to yell at us like recruits. Luckily he's never even gotten mean. Like he comes home and he's back to himself. I feel like, um, he does go a little, uh, off the rails when he's, you know, stories or something and he gets all like worked up and he's like, this is what I did. You know, um, I'm like, okay let's just take it down a couple notches, you know? <laughs> um, but on a, on a sentimental note, like because he's only home maybe once a week and that's only for an evening and a morning. Um, he actually, he tries to make the extra effort to make his time at home better. Yeah, you know? Because pe people don't understand. Right. And I tell people, you know, I said, you don't understand those men are pretty much with us 24 seven. There's never a time there's not one of them or multiples with you your yeah. entire 12 weeks, mm -hmm. more than your parents. And, and it, it, if you're not used to that, it's really brutal, but they, they do. And I'm like, wow, that's a really huge sacrifice for the spouses to do that. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really nice that you have support from, you know, the command and, um, you know, your fellow uh, DI, uh, you know, sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not what I was, I was preparing to just be like any of his other commands. You know, I was preparing to just have to do things on my own and, um, and not, and not deal with the, the command, you know, yeah. because it's just been, they don't care. You know, they don't care if he's got some issues going on. He loves being a drill instructor. He loves being on the depot. Um, he loves being here too, but he would never make a, um, a false 
reason, you know, to not be there. Um, And it's frustrating because people that have done that in the past have, you know, put a sour taste in in leadership mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, very, very interesting. So you're, 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 you're in the state now and Danielle told me that you make these custom cups. And before I show people what you created for me, we go through all that. I had a, I had a cup made for me by um, an army veteran in Florida. Her name is Becky uh, Tough. We call her GQ. And, you know, it's 20 ounces. So it was perfect in the wintertime, but I didn't have that one for iced coffee because by the time you get all the ice cubes in the cup, 20 ounces is just a couple of sips for a dude like me. So I had a problem. I had a need. And so Danielle is, again, uh, let's put it like this. She's emphatically encouraging me to, you know, get with you about a custom Oscar Mike radio cup. And I'm like, okay, you know, we'll check this out. And I'm like, wow, this is some really like interesting stuff. So before we show the cup, because it's right here, how did you get into this? So um, my husband was in Japan um, and I had gotten really close with uh, this girl who um, her husband was in uh, working on Paris Island um, and she was making them and she had just started. And so I would just kind of go over there and and watch her um, and she just kind of taught me as she went and it kind of became a little, cause I'm not, I can't draw, can't paint, I'm not a builder. Like I can't, I just don't have that creative brain to be able to just build stuff, but I wanted some kind of creative outlet. Um, and so I, I just kind of picked it up. I didn't really intend on it becoming a big thing. Um, when I first started doing it, um, my daughter who is 11, she actually started doing it with me. Um, and it became something that we did together. Um, and, and so it was fun. And then, you know, it also took up a lot of my, time when I wasn't working and when I would go home in the evening, you know, and I, there, nobody was there, you know, my husband was gone. Um, and you know, the girls would be at their dad's house or something. And so it really helped me get through two years unaccompanied in Japan. Um, and then when I came here, I was looking, it spent six months or so looking for a full-time job. Um, and during that time, it just kind of picked up. Well, I mean, picked up indeed because, folks, you're gonna, I'm going to have the link to her Facebook page where you can check out some of her work, and it's really, really unique. I mean, and really, really cool. And so I approached you about doing um, a cup for me, and, you, you know, you never heard of me. You didn't know anything about me. So I'm kind of curious, how did you approach this? Because I really didn't give you a lot of instructions or parameters. Oh, I'm like, you didn't. You just said, here's the website. Make some. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, want, I, I, I mean, as an artist, though, I, I've talked to a couple artists who are like, you know, I'll, I'll make something that somebody wants, but it's, it's like sometimes they feel like if, if someone is that exact with their requirements, why don't they do it? And kind of like with Becky, I'm like, you know, I want to see what she can do with this concept and have fun with it. Versus, you know, I want the, you know, colors to be just this and the lettering and the font. Blah, blah, blah. So that's why I did that. I love, I love being given the, the freedom to do, you know, even if somebody just says, these are the colors that I want. Um, all I need to know is, do you like glitter or not? And then I can come up, you know, come up with something. Well, 
see if I can get this in here. There's no glitter in this. No glitter. Oh, there we go. But it has the red, white, and blue, which I am absolutely freaking a fan of, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I really dug this. And then the microphone, which I don't know why my green screen is doing that. There we go. Um, which is what we're doing right now. And then, you got to be kidding me. course there, there's the Oscar Mike radio logo and then there's Oscar Mike radio on the bottom of this and I get this thing and I'm like you know if, if I wanted to if there's some robber or somebody in my house and I have a half full of coffee I can hurl it at the robber or the you know person and this is this becomes a weapon this, right right I mean, I mean you gotta <laughs> understand Sarah this is how Marines think I'm like this is a, this is not just a coffee cup anymore this is not just a branding symbol this is a weapon yeah, I'm totally digging this. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm taking pictures of it. And I'm like, look at the bottom of this. Let me see if my green screen screws up. Oh, no. Oh, it did. Oh, there we go. It says Sevens S-E-V-I-N-S Grace. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I mean, it's not seven as in the number seven, but it's sevens. I'm curious what about the name of your, of your, of your thing you got going here. I need to ask. Um, so a little corny, um, when I was first starting to think of business names because m my daughter made cups with me, um, I was trying to like mesh my two daughters names somehow. I'm like, well, maybe we'll call it, uh, Ariots or cause there's Erica and Charlotte and nothing kind of sounded good. And then my daughter's just like, well, what about seven, Devin and Sarah or Sarah and Devin? And I'm like, well, that kind of sounds cool. So, okay, yeah, and then it just kind of stuck. Um, Seven's Grace, and it sounds different than any business name, I guess. Um, and that's what it was. So my daughter came up with it. It's a, it's a corny mix of my name and my husband's name. And, yeah. It's say the darnest thing. That's awesome. I think it's great because you're right. It does stick out in my mind. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, I told people who've asked about both cups, both Becky's and yours. I said, there's two different stores with the cups, but still uh, it's two people. Cause I, I, the same thing I did with you, I did with Becky. I, I didn't give her any kind of strict variables and parameters that you must follow. I, I want your presentation of what you thought about, you know, what you were seeing and maybe hearing before you actually came on the show. And in both cases, I'm like, wow, some, I mean, maybe you didn't know anything about Oscar Mike radio, but I really felt that this kind of encapsulated, you know, what I was all about. And I, I and I see that in other things you do. I do got to ask, thank you for not using glitter. Really appreciate that. I don't know if you were tempted, but that was a good call on your part. But what is with the glitter? Because it's, there's a lot of it in other things. Well, uh, people like us, uh, girls like glitter. You know, you don't just think of a guy wanting a customized cup. You know, it's just not, it's not something that they're going to go for, you know. No. But girls are, you know, moms and grandmas and just any female who sees a pretty cup is going to be like, oh, I want one of those, you know. It's just our human nature to like pretty things and glitter is pretty. Well, uh, I think there's guys who want custom cups. You just, you know, and this is what I'm saying. I mean, you made a dude a custom cup, and it turned out pretty good with without glitter. But mm -hmm. um, you you are right. It's not like I was sitting there thinking to myself, self, I need to 
I need a 30 ounce cup. You know, I'd probably just, you know, go somewhere and get one. But again, Coach Rocco emphatically <laughs> encouraged me to, to, you know, see something new. So it, it worked out real well, everybody. I mean, I, I kind of, I could have given her more specific instructions. I didn't want to. Shipping was a breeze, even with COVID-19 going on. Um, and I am happy. And like I said, I can throw, this is a weapon. I can throw, I can launch this, you know, talk about overlapping fields of fire. I, I, I'm like, I feel safer with it. Good. I'm glad. Don't you think, don't you love how Marines think, Sarah? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, ne if I, I'm never surprised. Ever. Well, good, 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 good. So you're doing this now and you make cups. Is there anything else you make or, or, or are you looking at branching anything else? Um, it's mostly cups. I've kind of started doing little uh, straw toppers, you know, to yeah. cute little accessories to go with the cups. I did keychains for a little bit. Um, I like being able to just kind of focus on the cups, though. I got you. I got you. So if people want to find you, is, it, is the Facebook page you need to go to first to, you know, find Seven's Grace and check out what you have? The Facebook page is the easiest, um, and I just – on Thursdays, I uh, opened up my um, Etsy store. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so. like I'm still uploading all the cups that I have. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard uh, with something like this because most people like customized things, you know. So, but then I realized there's so many people that they don't know what they want. You know, they, they know that they want something that's different. They want something that nobody else has, but you know, so I, this quarantine thing has kind of got my creative juices flowing. I bought a bunch of glitter and now I have a ton of cups that are ready to be customized. And, um, I'm hoping that going that kind of route, um, helps with sales a little bit. Awesome. Well, I mean, let's see if we can help with sales. Uh, you know, please send me your Etsy link. I'll have it in the, um, post. When you see this on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else, you can go right to her pages and check it out. And my experience, ladies and gentlemen, was fantastic. I'm happy with the cup. It looks cool. It's different. It's unique. And it's a weapon. So I just I just always, as, as starting this out, really enjoy talking to veterans like yourself, Sarah, who were in the service. And, and so many times people don't understand what it takes to transition out of the service and then find something new. And I think that's really amazing. So as we close this down, what would you tell the person getting out who's trying to kind of find their way and maybe, you know, got stalled a bit? To just keep trying different things. Yeah. You know, I, I never thought that I would make cups, you know, and um, step out of your box. Um, Go to college if that's if if you think that that's what um, you need to do. And I think life's too short to to be unhappy, um, especially in your job. Um, I've been very lucky that I have a great full time job that I absolutely love, um, and I get to do this too. Um, and so, if you know, for anybody getting out, file your pension and compensation paperwork. Go to the doctor. <laughs> I thought you forgot about that. No. No. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, right when I got out, I went to college. You know, I, I spent um, every bit of my GI Bill. I went and got my master's degree. Um, oh, very nice. And then 
I started a, a regular job and I started at the bottom, even though I had a master's degree, I didn't let my, my head get too big. You know, I was like, I have all this experience and now I have all this education pay me $25 an hour. Um, I think a lot of people go wrong with that because they're like, I, you know, you've got all this great experience in the military and, and a lot of it does transition into, into the civilian world, but, um, it's, it's just not that easy to just hop into, you know, a really good paying job that you, that you love. Sometimes it takes going to the job fairs. That's how I got my first job. When I got out, I went to a job fair and I talked to some HR guy at a table and they hired me the next week. Um, so I, everybody's got such different experiences, but, um, start your own business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I've learned more about, uh, you know, socks, water, and and, and ibuprofen. Uh, I've learned that, um, medical is not an option and compliance treatment is mandatory, I guess. And, um, you know, again, you know, when I got the cup, I wanted you to know that I felt like, wow, uh, here's another connection with a veteran who said to reinvent herself, you know, I'm interested in her story. And I, I think you know, some of what we talked about can apply to people of any branch at any stage in their career. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. Awesome. Well, well, I mean, folks, she's, she, she was jazzed up before she got really jazzed up. This has really been great. We're at 100, 100, 198. I can't even comprehend that, uh, Sarah, because four years ago, this was nothing. So I I really, you know, to share this with you is is really special. I'm going to have all the links to, uh, you know, Seven's Grace in the the show post everywhere. So there's no excuse why you can't check it out. Christmas is like five months and change away. You want to get started early. It is not too early. I, yeah, the holidays the earlier you, you order customized stuff and that's with any business. There's so many brilliant people out there that make brilliant things. Um, but remember, you know, holidays get busy and so do they. Well, again, um, just thank you very much. Uh, you know, you're an example to those people who say this, it's too hard and it can't be done. And certainly I, I was, I'm very happy with, with my cup and, and what it represents for Oscar Mike radio. And, you know, hopefully you know, if I get out to San Diego, I'd like to meet up and you're welcome to come back on here anytime. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, Sarah, as we say in Hawk, uh, missile in flight, but as we say in Oscar Mike radio mission in flight, thank you very much. Folks, this is number 198 at a close. We're Oscar Mike.